0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. All right, how are you getting on? How's things? Are you good? Are you well? Are you comfortable? Can I say a huge thank you to you, my beloved patrons? I'm sorry, the, the videos. I didn't realise the videos weren't going up on YouTube. That's totally my fault. I was supposed to upload them and I thought that they were being uploaded. So there, I'm sorry. So there'll be a backlog of a couple of videos going out soon. Uh, and this video will be up on YouTube, as you can see. Unless, hey, unless uh, unless Phileas Fogg here is after blimping it again, huh? Um, you just don't know about Phileas Fogg. Phileas Fogg for me, there used to only be one type of nacho that you could buy, and they were Phileas Fogg nachos. And they still, you still can't get them anywhere. When my mom was getting her Bacardi from the off-license, she'd pick up a pack of Phileas Fogs, you know. It made, it made a trip to the off-license and event. The kind of snacks that you would find in there. Now it's just all bloody vapes and everything. When are they going to cut? When are they going to cut me off? Cut me off the nicotine. I don't call it nicotine. I call it nicotine because I'm dangling off of it and sucking it. Hmm? You don't dangle off it. Whatever, you know what I mean? I've been very bad. I've been very bad. Do you know what happened? I had a plan. I had a plan where I was going to spend all the money I would spend on vapes on Blu-rays. And then I just got a load of Blu-rays I haven't watched. And then, do you know what? I got the Superman Blu-ray. And I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be upscaled to 4K. um, You know, and it's going to look amazing. And it doesn't look good. (laughs) And it kind of took the wind out of my cape. uh, Richard Donner's 1978 film, Superman. Because uh, there's just... There's a lot of grain on it. And I know some people like that, purists like that. I don't know how much I want of that. And also, there's a bit of like, it's almost like Vaseline on the lens to kind of uh, denote this kind of like dreamy kind of look. And I don't think it looks very good. And I think it's kind of, it's got me back into the vapes, to be honest. To be perfectly honest. You know, um, Superman famous for blowing out cold air. Well, I'm blowing out... um, Blackberry and apple flavored nicotine vapor. What's it going to do to me? Like, what is it going to do to me? I was thinking about the kind of longevity at the moment and my own personal longevity. I think I need to be doing yoga. I feel like this thing, yoga, that I've never tried before is the solution to all my problems. You know, you can still take ADHD medicine, but you will still think that there is one thing that will solve absolutely everything. And my thing at the moment is yoga thing I've never done or never tried. I'm a flexible guy, um, famously quite a flexible guy. Any PT I've ever worked with has always said, you know, you're quite flexible. So I don't want to be losing that, you know, watching Robert De Niro de-aged in The Irishman. And he's, you know, he's meant to be like 50, but he's been de-aged as a late 70-year-old. And he just can't kick. He can't kick the way he used to kick. He can't kick the way he used to kick made guys in the head, in his trunk, like in Goodfellas, you know? And I'm just picturing myself, I always thought I would absolutely just fill the floor of my kids' weddings. And I don't know if that's going to be possible. I think I used to think that old people just dance like that. And now I'm kind of realizing that old people old people dance like that because they it's all they can do. Like did you ever see You've been framed? You've been framed used to be on TV. Um still is actually. Um Jeremy Beadle would host. And 90% of the videos were old deers just falling, like falling flat on their face, you know? Never like, not like what you'd see now. If, you've, if, you've, if there was a video worth sharing online, it'd be some elder who was falling over and you see the, the thunk, the, the bounce of the head, you know? You never want to see that. But definitely when you do see it, you're like, oof, you know? They, but they'd always fall like they were like a straight plank of wood just falling flat over. Just there was no movement. There was no knee that would go forward to catch themselves. There was no foot. It was like, oh, I have, I have vertical, 90, I have ninety degree vertical, you know, on the floor, or what would it be? Yeah, ninety degree vertical on the floor or, one hundred and eighty on the floor flat. You know, I have vertical or horizontal, and there is no angle in between. Um. And I'm worried that that might happen at my kid's wedding. I used to be all about the hips, you know. And um, so, yeah, I'm worried about the vapes in terms of my longevity as well. My breath, my breath work, my breath work, my breathing. Isn't it mad? Isn't it mad that just it all comes full circle? All these things, all these things they tell you to take, all these supplements, all the things you can be doing all the things you can be doing for your fucking dopamine and chrome systems or whatever they fucking are, are, are trying to sell you. And really, it really just comes down to you just drink water and get cold sometimes and don't eat much or don't eat for a while, you know, and sleep more and, you know, um, breathe. Isn't that insane? Uh, what should I do if you were to recommend some health trends to someone so that they could optimize their body what would you recommend sleep okay heard of that do more of it great Um, you know do we eat little bits we just don't 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 eat for a while okay Um, breathe properly okay and Maybe allow yourself to get cold sometimes. Fine. And that's, uh, you know, that's the key to longevity. And all this fucking fat. And how is it still that there are things you have to pay for to get access to that? There are still the amount of videos I've watched. I am never taking a fucking cold plunge. I'm never going to take a cold plunge. I am never going to commit to every morning taking a cold plunge. I mean, I love the idea of it. As you know me, I, I... the health trends that stick are the ones that can be smug about. So the idea that I can be like, early bird gets the worm, yeah, yeah, the cold monkey has a more flexible back or whatever the fuck they say, but, you know, I will never do that. I don't take cold showers, although I do take lukewarm showers because I don't like it too hot either, you know, Um, but I've watched so many videos on how to make your own, um, you know, deep uh, cold plunge tanks, you know? I know that there's a different type of fucking, like I know this, that there's a different type of, um, you know, uh, water repellent polymer, whatever it is, that you have to squirt into a thing. I know that there are a lot of issues that you might have with turning a freezer into a cold plunge. I've watched like four videos on it, you know, laying out vinyl and then caulking with this kind of waterproof polymer. Like, I've watched, I've watched all this shit. I'm never doing it. I am never doing it. Intermittent fasting I probably could do. Um, Probably now, especially, these these ADHD meds kind of are a bit of a appetite suppressor. But they've been handy, right? Well, I don't even know. I'm still on a trial. I mean, I don't know. They definitely... There's definitely less dilly-dallying with tasks. My communication has improved with email and texts, Um, but there's, they do kind of suppress your hunger, so you have to eat with them, you know, so that's kind of out, and then also between, I take them at seven, and then at about nine, I'm like, everything's amazing, why did we ever have any issues to begin with? And then half ten for some reason between half ten and half eleven, I'm kind of in like a cry, kind of like I'm in a panic attack. Not like a big panic attack. Like I make sense and I hide it well, but I'm kind of like okay, alright, hey man, yeah, are you I'm good? You know, in my in my head, but my mouth seems to be making sense of people. And the amount of meetings I've had between half ten and half eleven, and I'm kind of like freak, I'm kind of like freaking out, but I'm making like really good points. Um, so that's a weird one, but maybe I could try the intermittent fasting with that, now that I have the leg up. um, I was chatting to Deirdre O'Kane, my good friend Deirdre O'Kane. She's recently taken some um, ADHD medication and she was saying, um, I told her the best thing about it, the appetite suppression. And I was like, Deirdre, like you're fucking, you're tiny, what are you talking about? And she goes, my vanity knows no bounds. That's why she's the goat. That's why she's so funny. She's so funny. Um, So I will... Not doing, I'm not going to do any of this shit, but I think yoga might be the one for me, you know. It's just mad, all the things that you can still be sold. You can still be sold, still spend thousands on making yourself cold. How about take your jacket off? Walk around in a t-shirt for a while. What, does it have to be like mad cold? Breathe more. Okay, how do I breathe more? Well, I'll have to, you have to, you have to pay for my workshop there. You know, you can only do it with me. And loads of other people. The thing about these kind of holistic health improvement things is that, like, once you kind of know, you know. Do you know what I mean? It's not like the pharmaceutical company where it's like, we're not going to give you the cure forever. But we'll give you something that you can take every day. And you have to buy it. <laughs> Just buy it forever. That sounds great. Um, But, like, Brett work, once you know, you know. You know, once you know to not eat for 16 hours and only eat within an eight-hour window, you know. Do you know what I mean? Um... I like the trends that are just like do nothing, great, don't eat, unreal, smashed it, don't put a jacket on, unreal. Look at me, I'm a shaman, you know. Um, what was you the other one? I said, get more sleep. I actually, do you know what? I, I have, I have access to sleep. Right, the kids are sleeping, and now I'm, I have totally reverted back to being a child being a big, big child. I'm staying up late. Last night I stayed up till about quarter to two, watching uh, Raw, which I hadn't watched in a while, watching WWE Raw, like watching proper wrestling, Monday shows and Friday shows while playing Final Fantasy Seven Remake. And I'm like, what? I can't believe this. I can't believe how lucky I am that I can literally, that I can still relive my youth that I can still play in 4K a Final Fantasy 7 game and it's great and I'm fucking loving it and I'm loving all the nostalgia I'm loving all the lines that they've borrowed and are putting in again I'm loving the score and what they've done with every single song I mean it's Japanese as fuck it's so Japanese I mean I didn't know that at the time when I was playing these games back in the day there were games a lot of the games were coming from Japan you know Sega Sony Nintendo Nintendo all Japanese companies. And he didn't realize the full scope of the Japanese influence when you were playing them. You just thought, oh, I guess that's what life is like. And then you get older. And a lot of people lean fairly heavily into that. You know, get into the manga, get into the anime. I personally, look, I respect you. I love that you are into this scene. But stay out of my fucking Comic Cons. Stay out of my Comic Cons. I went to the fucking MCM Expo. Was MCM? Whatever, the Dublin Expo wasn't MCM it was like a comic con and I couldn't buy a comic there was no comics to buy there I wanted to buy comics there I wanted to buy retro games and comics and it was retro games but it was only one stall and you know your man didn't seem up for haggling he seemed a bit busy also my young flu was there and he was chasing after a robot who was very nice showed him his uh, chainsaw gun Uh, so shout out to the chainsaw gun guy Um. But all, it was all just like, they're not even Sailor Moons, that's a dated reference. All little anime, hey look at me, I got the little tousled hair. I'm dressed like a like a little gothic rent boy, you know. Um, I got a sword that's too big. Look, I only want Cloud Strife to be rocking a fucking sword that's too big, right? Everyone else can eat it, to be perfectly honest. Unless you're unless you're Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Or Cloud, I don't want to see you rocking a big sword, right? But when I actually replay these games now that they've been remade, you know, games like Resident Evil 2 Remake that are like so Japanese and the reactions are so over the top. I can't really handle, though, the Japanese trend in both mangas, no, in anime and in in games of like the protagonist. I don't buy protagonists being too, too cool. Like I used to buy that shit. The Japanese love that. They love the idea that there's a protagonist who doesn't really say much and he just kind of looks. And he's got a fringe over his eyes and he's brooding. They love that shit, you know? Now that I know what all those brooding boys grow up to be, you know, I'm a bit more, you know, we had a lot of kind of broody. Not that I wanted kids, you know, they are kind of like brooding kind of people. The cool kind of intensity, you know? That doesn't really fly anymore. Austin Butler is the only one still kind of rocking that shit right now. And, and people are, you know, People are being a bit like, all right, chill, chill the fuck out. You got the ultra sincerity of a, of a Bradley Cooper right now and the too cool for school, Austin Butler's, you know, and we kind of need something in the middle. You can't be going that sincere for Bradley Cooper and you can't be that cool for Austin Butler. I've seen what happened to Johnny Depp. Do you know what I mean? You just can't be that cool. But they love that the Japanese. They love these cool kind of silent protagonists. But they also, I what the trend that I hate though, like this is cloud. I thought he was the coolest guy fucking going. You know? I mean he was essentially made out of five pixels when you played as him in the first game. And now they've remade it. It's got an incredible character model. But every reaction he has, he's got birds just throwing them, throwing their fucking materia at him for for a look. And every reaction he's like, uh uh-huh. uh-huh. they come all the time. Japanese video game characters are just constantly coming. And I'm like, chill, like chill. Out. like you're you're how how what what is this the, the the dichotomy that you're too cool for school you got a cool fringe you say wise cracking lines you're angry you're grumpy actually you're a bit of a prick but then you're also uh, you're coming all the time like there couldn't be a bigger power shift than someone who's just coming all the time how do you possibly maintain some level of you know status when you're just uh, cloud you came back uh, Cloud, what do you think of my dress? <laughs> like it's it's over the top. So I'm fine I'm struggling with that a bit. You know. They're also a bit dated with the kind of you know, homosexual characters a little bit. You know. Yes, they've put a lot more homosexual characters in this game, but oh my god. You know. Chill out a little bit. With a drag show, you know, drag show fucking like I did I played a bit last night. Where you're in the Honey Bee Inn and you have to partake in a drag show to win the favor of the gay, um, presumed coded gay, because he's the campus person that's ever been in video games, uh, this club owner. And if you win this kind of like drag dance competition, then he'll dress you up like a woman. You know, Japanese love that. Um, And, you know, great musical sequence, fun minigame. Um, but wouldn't mind maybe just being a couple of normal gays in there as well. Do you know what I mean? Just for a bit of balance. Um, but I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I can just play. Like, but I, what I will say on that, I have a couple of points on that. Someone said to me, Jordan actually said he read an article. I didn't read the article, but then I watched a kind of a video about it. He said that the PlayStation 5 is considered to be the worst console in history. And I was like, you're just saying that because you don't have PlayStation 5. I've been loving my PlayStation 5 experience. I've been loving the loading times. As I told you, when I got it for free as a gift, it was the greatest day of my life. And then my kids were born. You know what I mean? Greatest day of my life. Do you know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still that petty. Then the kids were born. But they you know it still does, unfortunately, right? I'm broken. I'm a broken person. That's why it's still the best day ever, right? The biggest joy. The other one was like a, it's a growing and more consistent joy. But there was probably a lot of. I mean, there was no fear. There was no fear, uh, or am I good enough? When I got the PlayStation, it was just pure, pure joy, swinging around playing Miles Morales. What a day, right? Um, but the, he, he, he's. I watched this video then after he said that to me, and he's right. Like, it's almost like eh, I feel like I've just I've seen I've seen this revelation now, and I don't know if I can I don't know if I can go back. This generation of video games, there's been one game that has only been made for the PlayStation 5. And that's Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. So it's like a sequel. It's not like a new IP or anything like that. It's a sequel to a game. And it's been good. Spider-Man 2 has been great. Very similar to Spider-Man 1. And then everything else, everything else. And I've been so blindsided by the nostalgia of it all. Everything else has been a remake. I mean, I've been really enjoying... The Final Fantasy VII remake, but that was also available for the PlayStation 4. The issue here is that by making something that is also available for the PlayStation 4 as well as the PlayStation 5, you are holding back on the potential of the game because if the PlayStation 4 can run it, then you haven't pushed all of the specs to as high as they can go. You haven't gone as grand. And PlayStation have also revealed this year that they're not putting out any, any uh, any first-party titles. That's games that they make themselves. So then they're not putting out any new games in a whole calendar year. And the the only games that they've put out just for the PlayStation 5, now and it's, I mean, it wasn't 2020, was it? No, it wasn't. Was it 2020 that it came out? It's fourth year, halfway through a generation cycle, and they put out two, two games. Like, we've been lied to. Like PlayStation 1, you had Final Fantasy Seven, Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Resident Evil 2, Silent Hill, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Gran Turismo, Tekken 3, Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, I wouldn't love to count that. PlayStation 2, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Ear, you know, the God of War games, Kingdom Hearts, um, Okami. That was a very popular game, as well as all the Grand Theft Auto games that weren't necessarily exclusive to it, right? Um, PlayStation 3. You got like Last of Us, Uncharted, Uncharted Two, Demon Souls. Um, these aren't looking great either. These aren't looking ideal. What were we playing on PlayStation Three? Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, that was a huge one. I never got to play it because it hasn't been released anywhere else. Um, like no no remakes. All either franchise or original IP. PlayStation Four, the new God of War game, Bloodborne. Uh, last was part two, Uncharted 4, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, Ghosts of Tsushima, um, the new Ratchet and Clank. Probably one of the best like PlayStation exclusive lineups. And then what have you got? You know, Spider-Man 2, which was great. Very similar. I loved it, but it's more of the same. Returnal, haven't played it. Played a little bit of it, but found it was too hard. Astro's Playroom, that came with the fucking console. And then everything else is a remake. Like Gran Turismo. I mean, I've been enjoying that. That's been pretty good with the VR, but very fucking light. And we would be, we would be, like. I was totally going in, and before I heard that, I was thinking the PlayStation Five is maybe the best PlayStation. Like I was just totally bought in. And if most of the games you can still play on the PlayStation Four without that much difference, what is fucking what's happening? There is a serious issue where the software for games now is taking just as long for the hardware that actually plays them. It takes, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 has skipped over two generations. It's taken this long to make this fucking game. So why are we putting in new consoles? Why are there people fucking clamoring to get the new console when it doesn't really do anything? And I'm a fucking PlayStation fanboy. But I tell you, I found that hard. That was a hard revelation there, I have to say. You know? I Don't know what you do. Do games just have to become smaller? Do games have to just launch with a bit of a, a tester. Some of these games are fucking 100 hours long. Why don't you make it 20 hours and stop charging 70 quid? What if it? What if it's 20 quid and it's 20 hours and then we buy the other 20 quid and the other 20 hours? You know what I mean? And keep tacking on if you want to keep playing it. Something might have to happen because the development system isn't really working. That's not very funny though. <laughs> That's not very funny. Here, I have a very strong recommendation for you. I don't know how you're going to watch it. I'd watch it on Dodgybox, to be honest. Do not tell. my. uh, I've been working with Now TV, so don't tell them I said that. But I have also been watching stuff on a dodgy box. Um, Things I can't watch, I watch on a dodgy box. And other things as well, to be honest. That's just a bit convenient sometimes. But, um, Scavenger's Reign. Scavenger's Reign might be in my top five series I've ever seen in my entire life. It's certainly the best animated show that I've ever seen, hands down. It is absolutely incredible. I don't know if you have to just go online and type in Scavengers Rain" online free or go to F2 Movies or whatever those websites are where you can watch things that aren't a dodgy box, but it is absolutely fucking incredible. It's 10 episodes of it, no, 12 episodes, and it's so light. It's so light on exposition. It really leaves everything down to this incredible hand-drawn animation. It's an animated show. It's about these survivors from... um, this ship called the Demeter, which flew too close to the sun, and um, they had to jettison these escape pods. Not everyone survived, um, and there was a lot of people still in cryosleep when this happened, but it follows some of the survivors from these pods, a group of three uh, three different parties of survivors, um, trying to make it to the crashed ship. But on this planet, it is incredibly hostile, and it has these... Like aliens, I have never fucking seen before. Some of the most beautiful, hypnotic, psychedelic, hand-drawn animation I've ever seen. Everything on the planet kind of works in this kind of synergistic way, and um, you know, the, like, like there are spores that can form a bacteria, and it's very. Some bits are very gory and very violent. Some things can control your brain. There are just. Creatures you've never seen. I've never seen that look like this before or how it works. I think it's got better fucking world building than Avatar, right? It's absolutely incredible. You've just... And it's so so, uh, exciting and there's no exposition. They literally just are on the planet. You know that they're trying to get to this thing and every episode has like a massive hurdle for them to overcome. Might be some new kind of species of alien. It might just be some, you know, some arguments within the group. It might be someone trying to jeopardize the whole mission they might be infected by a fucking spore or a bacteria um they might be being hunted by another and th- there must be over like 70 different types of animals or flora or fauna all which all of which is incredibly deadly and trying to kill the survivors and it's got some of the best fucking atmosphere and music it is 10 out of 10 show scavengers rain could not recommend it highly enough I, go, like I actually started re-watching it straight away. And I don't really do that with TV, you know. Finally finished, well, finally, it just came out, finished True Detective Night Country. What I love about this show, right, and this is not me, part of my contractual obligation to promote the show, you know. I was very grateful that they asked me because I was intending on watching it anyway. And then I was especially grateful that it was good. Um, and it was all good. But um, this fucking show, every episode, Just so many, what the fuck moments. This one's probably the most terrifying. And I loved the ending. I think it was a bit divisive, but I was a huge fan of the ending. Um, Will I give any spoilers? Well, I'll give two small spoilers about things that I loved. And I was like, what the fuck? I love this, right? One was, they go down to the ice cave. Skip ahead a minute if you don't want to hear this, right? Because enter the ice cave, they look up, it's a fucking dinosaur. There's a dinosaur up there. Fucking love it. There's a dinosaur under the ice. And they weren't that deep under the ice. So I imagine that that dinosaur is probably there in the... S- how is that not thawing in the summer? Don't care. Don't care. And then at the end, I'm thinking, all right, well, how, how does it work with all the ghosts? It wasn't the ghosts. The ghosts were echoes of the past and all that. But it wasn't. The ghosts weren't making them do anything. It was the fucking inglorious bastards of the, you know what would you call them? The indigenous people of Ennis, Alaska going out there with the fucking shotguns, taking on the the, the scientists of Salal. Like what? The whole season you're watching this being like, what wow, happened to the scientists? And then you find out like within an hour, scientists were bad, murderers, and they got what they deserved. Love it. I was a huge fan of it. And Jodie Foster's fucking incredible. Scary though. Poor wife was watching it with literally a cushion on her head, staring through the fucking fabrics of the cushion. Because she could barely watch it. Um, She's a real, like, emotional sponge. She feels things. Not me, though. I'm fucking broken. I was loving it. All the sad bits. That's not true. I'm very emotional. I'm a very emotional guy. But I just don't get, like, scared into my bones. Tell you something that does scare me, though. And I highly recommend you never do this. Ever. Like, don't mind actual terrifying movies, right? Don't mind actual horror movies. Don't mind actual, you know, American horror story or any of that shit. If you really want the... The shit, right? Start looking up claustrophobic TikToks. People who have gotten stuck. Oh, people who have gotten stuck while like caving and spelunking. I'm even like, fuck, I'm not like a very claustrophobic person. I used to, we used to have this toy box growing up when I was a kid and I used to spend most of my time in there, you know, Um, pretend to be Dracula all the time. Like, (coughs) Um, so I'm not very claustrophobic. In fact, I used to have gaff parties and I'd crawl under the stairs just hoping like a bird would come in there, but that never happened. You know, people were like, Where's Tony? Don't know. And then I heard that. I'm like, Ah, I'm going to leave this place. I must leave this place because my, you know, my job's not, this isn't working for me. Be hiding in a corner and hoping a girl literally crawls under the stairs to find me. Um, ah, what a weird kid. <laughs> what a weird kid. But, um, So I'm not claustrophobic, but caving and spelunking videos because they're real and they have illustrations and they have illustrations of of how small the spaces are. The people get stuck and how hard it is to get them out. I mean, everyone's got the fear of being buried alive and all that stuff. But Jesus Christ. So I wouldn't recommend it. But if you literally want to like feel like, oh, like I didn't know my blood could be that temperature. That's very cold and I don't like this at all, then I highly recommend checking out TikToks of, um, of spelunking videos, spelunking capture videos. What else is going on? Um, look, I'll, I'll level with you. I'm, I'm very busy with a couple of things at the moment. And it's all good. It's been very good. It's very exciting. Um, I got a lot of things going on at the moment. Um, do you ever see those? I, I, I miss the days. People still do it, though. Of posting things on Facebook that have no fucking, there's no substance to it, you know. Big things happening. Can't say anything yet, but so excited. Get it off the internet. Get this off the internet. This does nothing for me. All this does is stir my curiosity. And I know I'm not going to find out. And I actually don't even know you. I actually don't even know you. But now I need to know what you're doing. And it's annoying. And I don't think you feel any different. I feel worse. So get that shit off the internet. But um, so what's me- What that's meant in it is with these kind of projects at the moment is that uh, I haven't really had a lot of time to like just like observe. <laughs> you know, I haven't really had time to kind of like think and just kind of uh, view things and give you my two cents on them. Um, so, but I'll tell you what I'm up to at the moment. So I, I potentially have three. I potentially have three TV things that I'm working on. One of which has been greenlit and I'm writing at the moment. That's an Irish thing. Um, Another thing I'm working on um, is potentially a co-production with an English company. And another one is a fairly grand thing that I'm working on for a while, which is um, this kind of uh, banshee sitcom that I've been working on for a long time um, that's getting closer and closer. And we've written the second episode now. And... Script Bible and all this stuff. And I'm fucking loving all this shit. I'm actually loving just sitting down and writing and getting shit out. Used to, I used to hate it. And I don't know if it's the meds. Actually, to be honest, unfortunately, I think I got into the writing ability just before the meds. Now, the meds have helped me sit down to write. But I'm really fucking enjoying writing at the moment. But I'm also gigging. At, you know, I'm putting together the Litter box show, um, which is coming up. So... And I've most of it together, but it's just the last kind of few little bits of stand up that I'm working on, making sure they're actually good. Tried a bit of stand up there this week and people were nice about it. And then I told Terry the joke. and She said, that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I have a bit about pedophiles (laughs) and how I don't like the word because I think the word file, like an audiophile or a cinephile, kind of denotes that it's a hobby. You know, I, I call pedos a lot of things. You know, child hobbyist would not be one of them. But even words that sound similar, and this is the bit that no one understood, but I thought was ru- the funniest part, and I think I just need to drop it. Kill your darlings, as they say. Um, but it's, it's when I hear like words that sound similar to pedophile, I just think not pedophile, but you know. So, like I heard, I only heard about rank and file Guardy This isn't the bit. I'm just going to tell you the gist of the bit. I only heard about rank and file Guardy last year, right? Because there was talks about rank and rank and file. Rank and file, right? Not paedophile. Rank and file guardie, guardie the work in an office. Rank and file guardie, we We're going to go on strike, thousands of them, of these rank and file guardie. And I thought it'd be funny if someone didn't know what that meant and, you know, held Commissioner Drew Harris of the guardie accountable and said, Commissioner Harris, not only was I aghast to find out that you had actually hired 1,000 paedophile Frankenstein's but the fact that you have the fucking cheek to entertain their demands. I say let them strike and lock the bloody doors. That's kind of a bit. Doesn't no one laugh. I think in, I just think that that's, I, that's become clear to me that when people hear Rank file Valgardi, they don't think of Peter Falk, Frankensteins. That's good to know. It's always good to know how most people think. You know, so you can, because this is what I've always said. Everyone is interested in what you have to say. But you may, ha- you may have to communicate it in a way they'll understand. You know? It's not your hobbies. Unless it's that fucking Silver Moon anime shit. And you're talking about big swords for nine hours. I'm not interested. Right? Couldn't even buy a fucking comic in the whole Comic Con. But, um... So I got that. And then I got the Bureau de Change song contest, which I run. Um, booking people for that. Getting songs. Getting everything together. Um, you know, then I got the, you know, what else? Then just the podcasts and the extra podcasts with the lads. So, um, don't worry. I can still talk forever, right? And I have no intention of ever changing this podcast setup. It is my greatest joy is to get to speak to you every single week. But, um, yeah, just this week was particularly busy and I suppose I don't really have any kind of stray observations, but look, this is just the nature of this. tell you about what I've been up to been watching wrestling been playing Final Fantasy 7 um, and um, yeah had that revelation about the PlayStation 5 is it the worst console of a generation mm. let me know what you think anyway thanks very much for being my beloved patron on this podcast and for moving over to Head Stuff Plus thank you very much have a wonderful weekend all the best bye bye <laughs>